to another issue of Dad's Got Issues. This is issue 19, and uh, yeah, uh, uh, I'm happy to be back in the uh, in the Batcave uh, and not being remote. So that's that's a good start to this. Yeah, uh, it's always good when you make the trip from Emerald yeah. City. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So how's it going, Mark? Uh, it's going good. Going good. Yeah. Um, so we uh, we're gonna cover some comics, obviously, in this hot off the press issue. Uh, so there's been a lot, yeah, lot, lot happening in DC. Um, not so much independent. We're going to cover skull digger number four today. Um, I did pick up some other books over the last week or two, as far as I would say, not mainstream hero books, but, um, haven't gotten around to reading all of them. Um, I picked up commander. I want to say it's commanders in crisis, um, from image, uh, Steve Orlando is writing that. He's uh, most known for his work with DC. Um, it seems like Image is picking up a lot of the DC writers currently and letting them run and do their own thing. I mean, you get um, Department of Truth with James, and then you get uh, Undiscovered Country with Scott Snyder, and now you get Commanders in Crisis with... Um, Steve Orlando. Yeah. Um, but uh, I haven't gotten around to reading it. I've, I've heard really good reviews. I mean, I've read really good reviews online. Um, Twitter was uh, pumping up about it this past week. Um, I also picked up American Vampire, which is under the DC label, um, 1979, which is written by Scott Snyder. Um, I'm assuming you have to read the first, I guess there's a first part that mm. takes place in a different time period because I, I I'm guessing the char- the main character the story is following following the vampire is from that book. Okay. Um, and it does like harken back a little bit to like, okay, this care, you know, he's been around for centuries and so on and so forth, whatever. Um, not a bad book. I like its drawing style. I think, um, it definitely has appeal. And from what I've read, the first American vampire book, that Snyder wrote was very successful. So I'm assuming it's just kind of like the sequel to it. Um, if I have to, I'll go back and try and find those other books and read them um, as well. Um, but we'll start off with uh, two weeks ago, um, just some books we want to highlight. Um, obviously, the end, the culmination of our Joker War with Batman 100, um, Jorge Jimenez drawing, um, James Tywin writing. Um, the story I think we both had the same feelings about it but I think it's for like different reasons yeah oh, and, and this was one of those like you know uh, to, to pull back the curtain for everybody like Mark and I don't normally talk about what we're going to talk about on the on the podcast yeah. until usually like maybe the day of yeah. like we will we'll talk about it um just to kind of give every you know each other kind of like feelers of, of what we're going to say but we both read 100 and the second i got done i messaged you yeah <laughs> and i was like i know we don't talk about it but we need to talk about this and yeah it, it's not disappointment no so it, it, so this is my thing. I, I and I kind of spoiled it. I, I'm actually kind of glad I did for myself. Not I didn't spoil the story. I didn't read ahead or do any like crazy preview stuff or nothing. However, I did read like the previews for 101, 102, 103, 
And James and Jorge are still on it. And Jorge Jimenez came out on Twitter or Instagram, one of the two, and said, like, hey, this isn't my last book. I'm going to continue on with Batman past number 100. So Batman sales have been better, I'm assuming, because normally at the end of a major arc, they usually go to a new writer or a right, new artist. Up. Yeah, they change it up or whatever. But they're, they're allowing these two to continue with their vision of what Batman was going to be right after 100 which is cool but i now knew reading 100 that the story wasn't over like we weren't done with this version of batman this arc of batman so to speak right now it is over in the sense that we're not getting the joker anymore or immediately so to speak but we know we're getting a punchline solo book we know that her story apparently may continue in nightwing at some point but you also got it at the end of 100. If you haven't read it to this point, you're three weeks behind, so not really much of a spoiler. But Joker survives. Right. Um, so we all knew he would survive. But see, that, and that's where, like, when I say it's not a disappointment, and it's not that I wanted Joker to die, but I felt like if there was ever going to be a time in, in this current version of the batman universe where joker finally goes away it would have been with this story arc yeah and and it didn't batman still wouldn't end it and 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 like you know i get it like you know he's got his rules and and all of that but i'm like my big thing is is as i was reading you're not the only person has said this to me um I actually uh, I had a conversation with somebody else about um, Batman's inability to finish the job, so to speak, in issue number one hundred. Um, it's it's almost like him walking away from Joker, tied up, was him, his version of of doing nothing, essentially. You know, he's always done something. He's always saved the bad guy. He's always pulled him out of the building. He's always done whatever. And obviously, like you, you're like, he should have pulled the trigger. He should have killed. Like, he should have been the one to do it. But then again, you know, he allowed, you know, Harley Quinn essentially to shoot Joker in the face and walk away. So he did nothing with that. He also did nothing in the sense of saving Joker. Like, Joker's tied up to a pole in a building that's clearly about to blow. So we knew, like, we know as Batman fans that the Joker was going to get out. And I think Batman knew that as well. Well, he did. He knew the Joker had the the stuff from the, the bat suit yeah. uh, to, to get out of it. It's just, I don't know. I, I felt like, it. again, it's not that I want a Joker to die. No. But I felt like if you're ever going to do it, this is the time. Give Batman something new. Do you, I, I know that we, you know, we, we dedicated a whole spotlight issue to the Joker. And, and when people think, you know, Batman, they also think Joker. It's, it's they're synonymous with one another. I think another, the but. slippery, it's a slippery slope, though, if you allow Batman to just outright kill. Well, I'm not saying he had to kill him. Because what ends up happening, and obviously everybody's going to be like, oh, Batman kills. Okay, we get it. You know, the movies, whatever. Right. But. When you as a writer introduce something into lore, how other writers that come after you interpret that interpretation 
will expand on the character. So, you know, why do, why do we like Batman? Because he has his morals. He has his line in the sand that he never crosses. You know, for example, I at work wear a Batman patch on my vest, and I get a lot of compliments for that patch. For the longest time, I also wore a Punisher patch, which has become extremely controversial mm-hmm. in, in, in the world of, of first responder, law enforcement, military. Right. And they're saying, because you shouldn't aspire to be a Frank Castle who hunts down bad guys and kills them, which I understand. Right. Where it's almost the opposite, like, okay, yes, Batman's a vigilante, he out, he acts outside the law, but he always gives the, the person over to law enforcement intact. You know, he doesn't give them with, like, a broken spinal cord or right. whatever, or preferably he doesn't. Right. But, you know, so my thing is, is if James has Batman kill the Joker in one way, shape, or form, you know, however he does it, the next guy that writes... Batman will now just have him kill Two-Face and then we kill Penguin and then we kill Mr. Free and now we're just now Batman's a, a, a murderer he is the Batman who laughs now and he's not interested he's he's not interesting as a hero anymore he's more of a he's more of a villain which we already have we already have bad Batman right. characters we already have Flashpoint we already have the Joker or the Batman who laughs and so on and so forth so it's not that I I wanted him to kill Joker. It's my understanding of why he didn't. And my thing is too, like I said, I, I spoiled it for myself. So I knew going into it, it wasn't going to be this giant epic. Normally I go out and get all the covers for all these books. I think that book ended up having like 13 or 14 different variant covers. I only got two because mm. I'm like, I know this is just like the wedding edition right. where it's being overhyped now and it's becoming this phenomenon and that people are going to go out and lose their minds over it. When in all reality, the book you should be losing your mind over right now is Three Jokers. Yeah. And people are going to buy up all these covers and they're going to have absolutely no market value. And it's in, in my opinion, that's what's going to happen. And it's not degrading the book; it's just not the pen ultima. It's not the it's not the end all be all that we thought it was going to be. Well, yeah, and and that's kind of where where I'm at with this because at the beginning of this, you know, we were excited, right? Yeah. Uh, and it's just for it to to play out the way that it did, like you know, you were it was it was slow, right? Yeah. And you're just like, okay, but we're going to build to something. We're going to build to something. We're going to build to something, and then it's like. At that very last second, they're like, "Yep, no, we're gonna go ahead and and kind of keep the keep the status quo." Yeah, and and but just I think forward. I do think you you're gonna see. A, I'm, I'm I'm assuming you're gonna see a very different Batman over the course of the next three months before Future's End yeah. drops in uh, late January, February, um, because they they're continuing the story of like Bruce has no money. Um, he, hey, he has no toys and weapons and caves and th- like, so I think we're going to get back to a very early staged Batman where like, you know, Lucius Fox and the Fox family are not assisting him anymore. Like if you get to a more gritty, like, like almost homemade style Batman story. I think it'd be very interesting, especially when you, you've now come accustomed to like any problem Bruce couldn't figure out mentally, he could just throw the money at it and figure it out. Right. Um, but uh, obviously you're also, you know, we thought we were, um, we thought they were wrapping up Red Hood, but they're continuing it now just without the outlaws. 
Maybe. which will be interesting too because Jason's back in Gotham. He's he's in Gotham full time now. So you're going to see some some introduction reintroduction. Um, obviously, I thought it was pretty cool in 100. They did the clown killer thing with um, Batman basically addressing clown killer and saying, you know, you keep doing what you're doing. I'm going to be your problem, not right. not the Joker. And I don't, I don't I don't think he I don't think he cares. <laughs> no, he doesn't. So that'll be also that also will be interesting because as of the right clown hunter that's it yeah, yeah um as of right now he doesn't have a robin damien's in the wind we haven't right. seen i was very surprised we didn't get damien yeah um but so he's obviously in the wind who's to say that you know this isn't the next robin in the making and we just you know he's gonna have to reel him in hardcore so to speak yeah but we'll see i mean Obviously, there's a lot of speculation there, but I I enjoyed the Joker War. Yeah, overall run. it was good. It's it, it definitely it was the most it was the most compelling story we've gotten in Batman Rebirth for me personally. I I didn't mind the end of Tom King's run, but it was like a little too late for it or whatever. You know what I mean like it was like it was too good for, but a little too late. Um, I did also like the joker bane interaction hmm. that we got in joker Warzone. um there's a so Warzone was basically joker Warzone number one was basically a bunch of short stories written by different authors and artists and things like that um you get the bane and i think we might have covered this on the last hot off the press but you get the bane joker interaction which leads me to believe right. that bane's coming back at some point um which i think a vindictive bane written by the right person will be great and like joker said in that he's like you had the ultimate you had the ultimate chip you had alfred like right. you had the old man and like you wasted it by killing him in front of the boy he's like congrats you broke a bird you didn't break the bat so to speak and like that's compelling yeah. that, that's very compelling to think that like we haven't seen damien since alfred's murder essentially and it yes it affected batman but it's not killing him we don't know what it's doing to Damien. Yeah. My my assumption is is Damien's with the League of, League of Shadows right now. Yeah. My assumption is he went back to his grandfather for whatever reason or whatever period of time. But we'll see. I think, you know... Batman, he's hurt. I mean, he's hurt. Batman can't go long periods of time without giving you that boring-ass Ra's al Ghul story every once in a while. Yeah. So, like, we just got... You know, it sucks because Batman Beyond's wrapping up and the last story is basically... Ra's al Ghul's henchmen finally getting rid of the world, essentially. And I I get it. Ra's is a very popular character. A lot of people like him. I just find his... I find his inability to ever complete the task <laughs> right. utterly boring. Well, it's the fact that it's like, how long have you been doing this? Yeah. And you still haven't accomplished yeah. it. It's like, I get playing the slow game, but he's not even playing a slow game. Yeah, he just he's, talks. He talks about it. He talks about it. He's like the North Korea of DC Comics. He just talks and talks and talks. And you're like, are you going to do it? Just do it already. <laughs> right. Like, you clearly have the means to put people in power or shift things. And well, do just let's run down the list of everybody who he's responsible for in, in training. Yeah. Right? You have a you have a who's who of badasses. Yeah. And yet, for some reason, you can't control them long enough to no. make your vision 
come to light. Clearly what you're doing is not working. Right. Um, so we also get uh, DC Dead Planet number four. Um, I don't know if you read. No, I didn't, I didn't get the Dead Planet. So um, basically we follow up with um, John coming out of his coma and Cyborg apparently is fully functional again. His body's back. I don't, I don't know how that happened. But um, he knows the cure to the virus is inside of him. Um, they go back to, um, basically, I don't want to miss, I don't want to miss, uh, name. Basically they go back to the new gods. They go to Orion, okay. um, and all them. And basically they're seeking, cause obviously they know the mother boxes. They know how cyborg works, the anti-life equation works, so on and so forth. Um, they, they go back to them and they're trying to get them to help figure out what cyborgs, the solution to cyborgs problem is and, 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 or the, the, to, to, to anti-life equation, so to speak. And so they get there and let me pull up my notes. Um, so they get there and basically they can't figure it out. They don't know how to, um, they don't know how to get, the the cure out of cyborg well somebody brings up um the mobius chair um and basically cyborg is told look you know you you need to get into the chair in order to um figure out how to get this out of you because obviously the chair tells you everything it's in the um in the universe well unfortunately there's already a hero in the chair and so they go to sorry they go to new genesis um and that's where they they encounter the new gods um and like i said tom taylor does such a good job of giving you enough story with like very minimum uh i would say like spoiler or even honestly even like there's not a ton of zombie action you know or anti-life action so to speak um but he gives you enough fl uh, enough of that in each 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 issue to like you know you know quell your thirst so to speak so obviously you know they go and re-recruit diana um um who was exiled from poison ivy's uh, fortress um, because she brought Green Arrow who was you know affected by the anti-life equation right well, when they find Diana Green Arrow is he's he's full full deadite I would call him you know he's like and he's in this bubble and he's like scratching away at the bubble um, and she's just sitting up on the top of a building basically crying um, but they end up taking her uh, Miss, uh, Mr. Miracle um cyborg and superman superboy end up going out there um and then metron um is the one that's in the um in the chair and like basically they they catch up with him they capture him so to speak and they let um cyborg sit in the chair well they find out that it's in his blood so basically they they just got to get the you know get his blood out and figure out how to 
turn it into the cure at this point. And um, in the midst of that, though, um, basically New Genesis starts to kind of start to rumble, so to speak, and Metron is looking into another device that they gave him, basically, that allows him to see into the future. That was the negotiation. Cyborg gets the chair for a couple of minutes. He gets to hold on to this orb, so to speak, this magical orb that allows him to see into the future. And he gets to see the future. Well, he realizes what's about to happen because he sees it in the future. Mm -hmm. He kicks Cyborg out of the chair. Well, Apocalypse explodes and um, out comes zombified dark side. Oh, jeez. And he just starts laying waste to everybody on New Genesis. So um, that was cool. Like I said, that was that little bit at the end of Dead Planet Wait. that Tom Ki or uh, um, Tom Taylor and company give you to suck you in for issue number five. You're like, ah, oh, shit! Now we got a fucking <laughs> a dead a deadite fucking uh, destroyer of worlds. worlds. <laughs> like, so that was cool. Um, and obviously, you know, the anti-life equation started inside, inside of Darkseid. Right. But it seems like, obviously, now we know that the cure is inside of Cyborg. So it'll be interesting to see if they bring order to that universe or not. If they don't, they don't. I mean, it, obviously, it, it appeals for more, you know, sequels and, right. you know, spinoff books or whatever. But I think getting a cure... It's saving what's left of the world or what's left of the people on on Earth because Earth has been shut off to the rest of the universe. Right. So basically, if you're sick, you're sick on Earth. It, it seems like Apocalypse, New Genesis, and Earth are the three most affected areas. Um, but the Green Lantern Corps is basically unaf unaffected by this. So hmm. it'll be interesting to see, like I said, the next couple issues, how they they go on about things or wrap things up. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of Green Lanterns, let's let me go ahead and just get this out of the way. So, season two, issue eight dropped. Uh, I read it. Um, yeah, not one of the better books. It was it was it was a pain to read um, because they got into the 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 anti World War that yeah. they that they were hyping up. Um, it starts at the end. It goes all the way back to the beginning. Like it was, uh, you know, I made the joke, you know, they tried to Quentin Tarantino it. Yeah. Uh, but it wasn't good. Like you're just left reading this book and more confused about what happened and what you just read than what the actual story was. Like the, just the, the text bubbles um, for, you know, Hal and, and the people of the actual world and not the anti-world were all flipped in reverse. So you're going through, you're trying to read that. It just, it made it a difficult read. And I don't even know where you go from here um, because at this point you, you've, you've now lost me. Yeah. And, and obviously I'm, I get the book. I kind of prove it. I let Charlie kind of cover the Greenland because like I said, I'm not a big Grant Morrison guy, and I haven't enjoyed this run at all. Um, but he showed me the panels that he was reading, and I'm like, "Is that just, you know, is that just on the, the you know, the, the digital copy?" And he's like, "No, this is how the panels drawn because they're of." A, and I'm like, "Man, you got to read the whole book like that." Yeah. So like, on the next issue, is it going to be Hal sides correct? But like, so like I said, I'm just not a big fan of that. 
and in in general i'm not a fan of the book in general but i'm also not a big fan of what happened as far as that goes yeah um so yeah i mean i still got my loyalty to the green lanterns i'll still keep reading but as far as me having any sort of interest in where the story is going yeah (laughs) yeah so um enough about that uh we can we can talk about something else i i wish i wish we could spend more time talking about how great the green lantern stories are but this just wasn't one of them yeah i mean like i said i've 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 actually enjoyed green lantern rebirth stuff yeah and you know it was the jessica cruz simon baz like i like that i like jessica cruz and justice league odyssey which wrapped up this past week um but obviously they went a different direction because they were giving the book to grant morrison and i'm assuming grant said well i I don't want to write the new guys i want to write hal jordan yeah and i don't know if he took it as like a as like a a challenge to make hal jordan interesting um because a lot of fans always complain that like he's the least interesting of all the the green lantern so to speak but he's not doing it no he he has not done it at all like he this is this is probably the more boring run of green lantern that i've encountered um so we'll jump into a little bit of independent before we go and i only have really one book from this past week um on the 14th uh but that i want to highlight um skull digger number four two weeks ago came out uh, and obviously we said this is kind of similar like joker war or undiscovered country like we're going to continue to cover it as it comes out um we've waited a while for this yeah it's been since well actually probably since we started recording yeah i mean pretty much the beginning of the pandemic um the release schedule for this got all jacked up with the stores not taking books or to you know companies not you know publishing or sending out um this book actually got delayed an additional month and it was because five was supposed to come out before four so they pushed five back and then put four in five's place okay um so um but yeah so obviously we get issue number four um you get grim skull digger skeleton boy um what's the detective's name uh reyes reyes um so detective reyes is basically being relieved of her investigative duties because of like her obsession with skull digger which which we've they her chief has made it very clear yeah lay off yeah lay off the skull digger thing like he's he's doing us a favor essentially like right doing what he's doing and she just can't she can't get over the fact that that they're allowing a vigilante to you know r- run the streets and kill people essentially well yeah i mean she's she's using the she's using the batman logic of yeah we don't one murderer killing another murderer leaves the amount of murderers at the same amount yeah at the at the same count of murderers right yeah i get it but there's more there obviously there's more to that story there's more to why reyes doesn't is obsessed yeah that doesn't approve of his his methods yeah and then obviously you know so skull digger and skeleton boy track down uh grim's henchman essentially 
beat them to a pulp because they're trying to find Tex, who was abducted. Right. Which we find out he was at one point with the Crimson Mist. Yeah. And he, then, he was a hero. Yeah. And, and then he had Alley Rat. Yeah, Ali Rat is his his sidekick, which is Skull Digger. Right. And obviously, he was adopted by Tex when his parents were murdered. Very similar. Like I said, you know, we had an issue with Whoa. we had a, we had an issue with Skeleton Boy, his backstory being so similar to Batman's. Right. But then you know, Skull Digger's backstory is very similar to that of Robin. Well, but well, but Grimjack is is Skull Digger's. Father, yes, and it's just yeah. So I would almost allude this to he's more like Jason Todd, yeah, where he came from like in a you know a he was a criminal, he was you know doing the wrong things, and Batman took him under his wing. So that's the same thing with Tex and being Crimson Mist or Crimson Mist, right? Yeah, um, you know he takes Skull Digger under his wing as Alley Rat and. You know, eventually he becomes Skull Digger, right. and Tex retires from being Crimson Mist, and so on and so forth. Well, and it changes how because like the Tex was uh, one of the heroes of the. We're not. We're not killing these guys. We're yes. just arresting them. Where it's like, all right, well now the time has evolved, and yeah. and your vigilantes are are more willing to cross the line. Yeah, to to end the bad guys. So yeah, so like I said, and. Honestly, it's probably the more the most compelling issue we've gotten. So it started out very similar to the other ones, just kind of Skull Digger and Skeleton Boy running around beating up yeah. henchmen, trying to locate Grimm or, and at this point, locate you know Tex. Um, they get back from busting up a, a Grimm hideout, and when they you know obviously they're followed by the detective. Um, when they get into the butcher shop, they find Tex's head in the refrigerator. Right the refrigerator portion and um, Grimm standing in the doorway with a gun pointed at Skulldigger and then Reyes busts through the door. He shoots Skulldigger. She shoots him or Grimm yeah. shoots Skulldigger. Reyes shoots Grimm and then, you know, Skeleton Boy is just standing there like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> right. And he runs over to the Skulldigger and she's like, no, you got to go. He's like, I'm not just going to leave him here. And, that, yeah. and that's kind of where, 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 where we were left. Yeah, where we were left. Which, honestly, like I said, definitely the most compelling issue we've got to this yeah. point. And I think we only get, what, two more issues? I think, we're I only, think it's only yeah, six issues. Only a six-issue series. Like I said, if I'm hoping it doesn't wrap up in the sense of like, okay, this... This guy just dies. Skeleton boy goes in the foster care. And right. Grim dies as well. Like that would be a really shitty end to the character. But I, like I said, if I, this is this is the the this is what the book needed. It needed to get give me something to get me back for five. Well, yeah, I agree with that. But from how this starts, or how the story starts, it's starting from the perspective of Skeleton Boy, and. I guess we're we're gonna see by issue six how this all culminates because this is this is in the past. This isn't even happen like what's currently happening, right? Yeah. We're we're being told a story of what has already occurred from the point of view of Skeleton Boy. Yeah. So I guess it, what's he going to evolve into? Yeah. And Does he turn into more of a bad guy or a good guy? And like the thing is, is like. You know, he, he, like we've said, he's kind of a whiny bratty. He's, he reminds us a lot of Damian Wayne and like 
we've said before countless times, like Damian Wayne's a character that could go good or bad any day of the week, depending yeah. on what happens. Um, so yeah, like I said, I, that's our little independent. Um, I, like I said, I, I, I picked up the Steve Orlando book from image. Um, let me see before I mispronounce it again. Yeah, so it is. It's Commander in Crisis, uh, Commanders in Crisis um, from Image. It's another independent uh, book. Another, It's actually a superhero independent book, so it's not like um, Department of Truth or whatever. Um, did we get to talk? We got to talk about Department of Truth a little bit because that was the one. Yeah, you're I, teasing I, it. Yep. Yeah, I, I convinced you. So like I said, Department of Truth is more like realism, more of like, you know, I guess historical f fiction. So... Um, Commanders in Crisis is a is a, is an original group of superheroes. It gives like four different. From what I've saw, it's been described as like, you know, a minority Superman, uh, Doctor Manhattan like character, uh, another like Wonder Woman style character, and like so and so like so like they're all together in the same universe. So it it's interesting. Maybe you know maybe Image is trying to get their own you know you know Black Hammer or you know, DC universe type thing off the ground. Who knows? Right. Um, but like I said, I'll give it a shot. I like Steve Orlando's work on justice league. So I'm going to give that a, a peruse. Um, but then for this week, I mean, uh, obviously Charlie highlighted the great work that Grant Morrison's doing with Green Lantern. <laughs> um, we will, I guess the only book I really had the time to like get through digest and really reread. I actually read it twice was Rorschach. Um, Warshack number one came out, um, Jorge, um, and, um, Tom King, both, I love them both. And it's, it's a love hate with Tom for me at the, at this point. Um, he's gotta, he's gotta redeem himself on, um, the Batman Catwoman maxi series. He's getting ready to do with, uh, Mitch Gerard. Um, but, you know, Jorge Fornes and him writing, with Jorge Fornes drawing this Rorschach book, I was already interested. He's his, one of his Batman um, pictures he shared on Batman Day is actually the background on my phone. I loved all his Batman stuff with Tom King. He's so, he does like that very minimalistic, similar like Batman Year One style art, and I, I just absolutely love it. It's my favorite style. Um, but Tom... Like I said, he had such a sh shaky end to Batman, controversial end to his Batman run. Him getting Rorschach should be a shot in the arm for him um, as far as getting people to like reevaluate their opinions of him. Um, and the first book was good. And I, I read, I did the mistake of reading a review before I read it. And it was like, oh, this book's just awful. I couldn't gravitate to anyone. I couldn't connect to anyone. And I'm like, yeah, because none of them are Rorschach, right? Like the the characters behind the the character behind the Rorschach mask was proven to be just a, a, a copycat, and but they said like they found a weapon at the scene with the prints of the original Rorschach, so basically stating like he's still alive or he's back from the dead or whatever. So. They've at least got me hooked because I want to see if Rorschach comes back because I like I said. I don't think anybody wants anything more in the 
in the, the you know the Watchmen universe than to have Rorschach not have been blown up <laughs> by by Doctor Manhattan all those years ago, because um, he's the most compelling, most interesting character other than Doctor Manhattan in the Watchmen universe. Um, but like I said, it's caught a lot of shit because once again, it's something from the Watchmen universe, which out with without the approval of Alan Moore, always catches a lot of heat. It's very similar to the HBO show. They caught a ton of shit because Alan, you know, they didn't get Alan Moore's approval. People need to start to realize something about comics in general. You can have an original idea. That's fucking awesome. Cool. You created an original medium that was successful in a medium of entertainment that doesn't really get to see that very often. All right. So perfect example, Miles Morales. People have been losing their shit. Because he's originally drawn in the comics wearing Air Forces. And he's originally in his movie, in the Spider-Verse thing, he had Air Forces on. When the new game, guess what he's not wearing? Air Forces. He's wearing Adidas. Well, guess what? Nike does not have a contract with Disney and Marvel. Adidas does. So it didn't surprise me. People are losing their fucking minds over this. Adidas has literally been making Marvel shoes for... Two years now, two and a half years now, they come out all the time. Yeah. They got them for Star Wars, too. Yeah. Well, guess what? Did you really expect them in next gen, the biggest console release of the 2020, 20, you know, this portion of the century, to, to put them in Nikes? Because that makes you feel good as a fan? Yeah. No. They're not going to. They're going to put them in Adidas because that's the brand that's paying them right. to do it. So my thing is, is it's very similar. Like, does the original author or writer of Miles Morales, Spider-Man, and artist, do they get a say in what happens to Miles Morales moving forward? No. It's intellectual property of Marvel Comics. So guess what? They get zero say. Well, the same thing with Alan Moore saying, oh, well, I wrote I wrote Watchmen, and I don't want anything else done with those characters. That's my universe. No, motherfucker, you wrote that book. It was published. Yeah. You you signed the rights over. Yeah. But to back to your point, does it matter? Like no. do certain things and like those are the kinds of things that don't matter. Now, you know, we get into anything changing in comic books at all and people want to lose their minds. But what the what's what the fuck is changing though? That's my problem well, I have it, with the Watchmen shit. Like But there's there isn't a whole lot of stuff for Watchmen, right? And that and that's and that's the thing. We need these variants, these different these different stories, so these I, continuations, whatever you want to call them, I think to to give more depth to these characters yeah. because it, it's just like any of the established heroes. We we don't even need to go with the you know the the a team so to speak let's go ahead and talk green arrow and how he's evolved as a character this is a guy who used to you know run around essentially like robin hood with his you know crazy goatee and everything like that and then you know then he gets into the whole green lantern green arrow story you know those those comics where they were getting into you know the 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 problems of the real world and and everything while still again looking like robin hood fast forward 30 years and you have Stephen amell killing it as the green arrow and he's a completely different character they changed a lot about that character to make him my my thing with Watchmen. So my thing with Watchmen, 
Watchmen caught a lot of media buzz with the movie with Zack Snyder. Mm-hmm. And they were like, you know, this is ridiculous. Alan Moore doesn't back it. This, that, and the third. If there's a movie director that loves to go from page to from page to screen, it's Zack Snyder. And if anybody's watched the extended edition of that movie, the director's cut, so to speak, really you got to get the extended edition with the um, the black pilot or, or pirate or whatever the, um, um, that story's called. So when you watch that extended edition, it's pretty fucking comic accurate. Yeah, they changed some things. You know, they did a bomb instead of a giant squid, whatever. Okay, I get it. Maybe that CGI wasn't in the fucking Watchmen movie budget. I don't know. But people caught a lot of shit. They, they, they did. Zack Snyder catches a lot of shit. It's a good movie. The acting in it's great. The fucking visualization is unbelievable. It's something that was never done in a comic book movie prior to that. So you get, you get a decent representation of the story, but people lose their fucking minds over it. So guess what? Now it's now it's got a shitty Rotten Tomato score. It's this and a third. Alan Moore's fucking dogged on it because it, it, it infringes upon his story's legacy. And you're like, no, it fucking doesn't. Your book is still a masterpiece. Right. People still love it. Now we can have differentiating opinions on the franchise as a movie, sure. But then obviously you get the Before Watchmen comic series that Alan Moore didn't approve of because he didn't. These are characters he wrote and he came up with, and now other people were putting their spin on them. And I'm like, well, that's what happens. Yeah. Like, Bob came and Bill Finger made Batman, but we've had a billion people write Batman since. Right. It doesn't mean that their original vision is any less valued or important. It just means that other people have a different direction for the character. It's just it's just like movie remakes or yeah. television show remakes, and some are going to be good. Some, some are going to be Ghostbusters yeah. 2016. <laughs> um, you know, it, it is what it is. But you also run into, like I said, you also run into the fact that Alan Moore, you know, he's never approved anything. So no matter what comes out, fans are going to have a disloyal feeling towards it. And then obviously you also put into the fact that you know, like obviously, then the movie, the, the TV show comes out, and the writer comes out, and he's like, "This is a sequel. This has nothing to do with the story of Alan, like that Alan Moore provided for the world, but it does respect his story, and it did. Like you got the little fucking squid machine, yeah, you got you got the squid machine, you got all the other stuff. You're like, okay, that's cool, but like, like the show was great. It was fucking awesome." And, like, it made sense, like, once they revealed Manhattan, and you're like, oh, so he is still alive. But he made himself forget about it so he could live a normal life. Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, so, like, they wrapped it up well, and it's critically acclaimed. Won a shit ton of awards, like, but it's still panned by fans because, like, oh, well, this isn't, this isn't the original. This isn't it. And you're like, well, no, it's not. It's a sequel. That's why it's called a sequel. Right. It's not the same. <laughs> right. um, and then, obviously, this you got, you know, you got the button and you got the rebirth for DC, which essentially combined with Doomsday Clock, DC and, and the Watchmen universe and people getting their panties in a bunch between Superman and Manhattan Square. And I'm like, it was a good run. It was a good story. It took way too long to come out, but it was it was a good book. I enjoyed it. And I enjoyed the visualizations of Rorschach standing next to Batman and Superman going toe to toe with you know, with Manhattan. It's cool. Um, but then obviously we get this Rorschach book and 
Tom King being attached to it was going to be controversial in of itself because of his his last couple issues or last bit of run of Batman. But good artist, good writer, good character. Let him do his thing before we get too overjudgmental. And people were already fucking ripping it to shreds with issue number one. I enjoyed it. The end of the, the book of number one had me interested enough to come back for number two. And I'll be, and I'll get number two. I got all the the variants for number one, um, because I have found even the before Watchmen books, most of the variants are very fucking popular. No matter what your opinion of it is, because it's Rorschach, because it's Watchmen, people are very happy about it. Um, but like I said, I think you know we'll we'll, we'll see, and, and people will see that it, it's going to turn out to be a decent book. Okay. Um, well. Um for other books that are coming out, um, do you have your your list? Because there's there's one in particular that I want to talk about. Rattle off some from yours. Well, well, so well, so one that we didn't get to today that I think we should in the uh, in an, in an upcoming episode or issue, um, the continuation of Draken. Um, but uh, John Ridley being named. Uh, as uh, one of the writers for the upcoming Wolverine, Black, White, and Blood uh, book, um, to me that's that. I think that's something that uh, you know is going. Well, it's going to draw me in. It's already drawn me in. Uh, and then you know we have. Uh, it's very similar to what DC's doing. They have. Right. You have you know um, you have John Riley writing. Wolverine. Well, then you got Jorge Fornes doing the art as well, but you also had, you know, they brought John Carpenter in for the Joker um, one shot earlier in, in the year, and then you um, you get Ridley Scott for um, uh, for Batman. Right. Um, and obviously, he, he's doing in an original take on Batman. So like I said, and he, he, he wrote in, in Warzone. Right. Um, he did the, the Luke, Lucas, Lucius Fox and Luke Fox story. So, I mean, you're seeing it now. These comic companies are reaching out to directors and writers of like bigger movies. I mean, we, I cover, you know, the JJ Abrams, Spider-Man in our last hot off the press issue. Um, JJ Abrams is a big, big fucking name yeah. but he's writing a spider-man book like you know john ridley's gonna write a wolverine book and you know ridley scott's gonna write you know it, they're bringing in names that you recognize from years it's no different like brad Meltzer writing for dc he's written for dc before right. um you know they're, they're, occasionally you get like that weird crossover of like a person you're like damn you know john yeah. Car- john carpenter writing a a joker book and you're like it's basically a horror story like that was cool yeah like that 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 makes sense so we'll see i mean those, those are the, like the the upcoming things that you know we we'll think we should take a look at um but that's all i got um as far as what's coming out obviously i think everybody's got to take a look at batman 101 um, I think, I mean, obviously, if you followed along with us to this point with, with Joker Wars and so on and so forth, like you, you, you've got to, you've got to give it a shot. I mean, especially with James and, um, uh, Jorge Jimenez staying on board, like it, it's definitely a book that's, that's worth picking up for the week. Um, 
Nightwing 75, um, Justice League 55. Um, as far as Justice League goes, for me, um, they've, they've been doing this Doom Patrol, or not Doom Patrol, um, the Dark Knight's Metals tie-in. Obviously, I didn't talk about it, but Dark Knight's Metals number four came out this week. I actually didn't get around to reading it. This is the first time that I've picked up Metals, a Metals book and didn't read it. It's actually kind of funny because it's the actual book where i've just been reading all the tie-ins um but like i said I, I i do think we all know that snyder is building towards which i think to the to the end of the universe that we know it in its current state and i think that's what's going to roll into future, future state or, yeah, yeah. future's end or whatever fuck we're calling it um but uh yeah i mean there's a bunch of books coming out this week you know what i really uh, robin king number one comes out another death metal tie-in this week um another book i need to get something something is killing the children it's by written by james mm -hmm. um for boom studios they need to put that in a collected edition already because it's on issue number 11 and you can't find issue number one for like less than 100 bucks oh geez um that's another independent that i think would be worth picking up and starting uh fuck and then you get batman white knight presents harley quinn number one so she's getting her own white knight sean murphy spinoff which is fine i've enjoyed all the white knight stuff um but yeah i mean a bunch of different stuff coming out uh but like we said we just touched on it a little bit uh skull digger number five this week yep no. um and then uh we just touched on it for a qu quick second um dc um futures future state comes Fu out in january comes out in january we talked we talked about it a little bit earlier yeah um but um the i'm actually looking forward to it yeah the promo image came out i'm at the point right now where like i know it's only temporary so it's only gonna be like a month or two and they said they're gonna go right back to like the normal numbering yeah. and things like that i think it's smart it never usually works out if it's a long-term plan like if they're like oh we're gonna do this for the whole year you give me like two months after like a year's worth of like the same rhetoric, the same character loops, the same, like they have the opportunity to introduce new bad guys. They have the opportunity to introduce like original characters and original backstories. Like I'm interested in it. Well, so, you know, and if, if, if anybody listening hasn't followed up or, or heard of it or anything. So in this future state story arc, all, all of our stories are going to be in future state. Every DC story is going into this future state uh, universe is, is what it looks like. And yeah. um, so uh, Bruce is dead. There is no Batman. No. At least true. as far as. So, 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 the, the, so Bruce disappeared um, for a period of time. Basically, there's some new crime organization or some new like, I don't know, some, some new organization in Gotham that basically runs batman out of gotham right and bruce actually doesn't leave gotham he just goes underground right. so if you're if you're looking at the future state promo image you have the batman up in the far right corner yeah that has his face covered and then you have a batman down in the left corner that's got like gauntlets and like his arm his elbows are showing and yeah. shit that's bruce wayne he's the dark detective though he's not batman anymore gotcha so he becomes the dark so that's that was a big one dark detective number one and i was like 
eh, I can get behind it, I guess. Yeah. But it's it's basically Bruce not being Batman and operating in the daytime as well. So, like, the bat symbol that's on his chest is actually chalk, apparently. Hmm. So, like, it's a grittier Bruce Wayne, back to kind of basics. Like, well, And then we got the uh, Clark Kent. Well, John. John I'm, we're assuming it's John. So, so Clark has been exiled yes. from Earth. You, but he's wearing the Kingdom Come. Yes. Yes. And he's chained. He's got chains yeah. around his neck and his wrists. Um, which I think is good. Yeah, John John is going to take on the... Uh, it looks Superman. like the mantle yeah. of Superman. Um, there's you, a new Wonder Woman. A Latino Wonder Woman is from what I'm... I'm yeah. I've, been, I've been reading. She's yeah. Latino. Yeah. But you also get the original Wonder Woman. Yeah, so Diana Troy... She's not gone. Yeah. But she's not Wonder Woman. Yeah. Um, and then apparently you're getting Jesse Quick as Flash. That's yeah. what I. That was like I said. Everything is speculation at this point. They haven't really, other than that Bruce Wayne little tidbit yeah. that I picked up off of previews. They haven't really talked about who is who and who is what. But they said that more than likely it's Jesse Quick under the Flash mask. Okay. And I've also heard that it's Luke Fox under the Batman mask. Or potentially Damien. Because that Batman's so, like, you can't tell anything. Yeah, you don't know. They were smart. They were like, you know, the one (laughs) way. We can't even show their skin. Yeah, like, they didn't show anything. So you don't really know what you're getting as far as that goes. But I'm, like I said, I'm I'm interested in this. I mean, I'm interested in anything DC does. Yeah. But I'm interested in this in in the sense that they're going to give us... They're going to give us characters that we don't know, don't love, but we might not love enough to give a shit about. And they're only going to give it to us for two months. Yeah. So. And we'll uh, see where it goes. And we'll also see, is this what is destined to be the future based off of the Dark Knight's metal stuff? Or will that change? Will something change it so that by the time we get to the end of these stories... Yeah, and then obviously in the promo image you also get um, what's the X guy from Teen Titans? The X guy from Teen Titans. The uh, the one that Robin ends up being. Oh, um, is it Red X? Yeah, it's just Red X. Um, so he he's teased in the back. Um, obviously we don't know who becomes him. Um, but. I don't remember him ever really getting a solid like serious DC comics run. Swamp Thing is in the in the imaging it and apparently is is going to be heavy there's going to be a heavy focus on him. Uh Zatanna with well I think he's with the Teen Titans or something I thought. Yeah, I don't I don't know. You get Zatanna looks like a Harley Quinn, a cat a version of Catwoman. Lex then, Luthor is uh, going to be part of it. And then you get uh, what's his name from Wildstorm? He's actually the next. Um, he's in the next Batman issue. Um, Fudge, what's his name? Um, red like a, Red Mask. Yeah. Um, he was in uh, uh, Grifter. Yeah, Grifter. He yeah, was yeah. in Flashpoint as well. Um, uh, an Aqualad. Yeah, Aqualad. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, Aqualad makes sense. I mean, he he's a character that I think they've underutilized, especially with the like. I mean, we talk about forced diversification and things like that. I'm like, Aqualad is a gay black male superhero that people actually enjoy. Like, why why isn't he in his, why isn't he in the book more? Like, <laughs> right. he, like his fucking dad's black man. Like, it writes itself. Like, he's way more compelling of a character than the original Aquaman at this point. But I don't mind Arthur Kurt either. 
Um, yeah, like I said, I mean, future f- future state seems like it's going to be interesting. Like I said, it only lasts for two months. So if you're a purist or an originalist or whatever the hell you want to call yourself, like, just deal with it. Yeah. Enjoy it. Enjoy it for what it's, it's going to be. It's eight weeks of different stories. Yeah. So, and then they said, you're going to go back to original numbering, original characters, and all that other good stuff. So, just enjoy it. Enjoy it while it lasts. And guess what? Hopefully, it doesn't end in some gigantic event. Like, DC, if DC could take a break for like a year, maybe two from events, I'd be a happy camper. Just give me like two, three years of just books. Just give me books that don't need to tie in, or I don't need to go out and buy 17 different versions (laughs) of it to figure out what's going on. Like... Just give me a Batman story, give me a Superman story, give me Wonder Woman, and I'll be happy. Like, give me give me individualized character stories, and I'll be a happy camper. Um, but yeah, so like I said, I am I am excited for it. Um, Charlie and me actually we we talked about that. Like he said, we don't talk about much, but we did start to dissect like who do we think this person is and what do we think it's going to be. So we'll see. Um, we'll obviously definitely cover it uh, and and make sure that it, it gets its due. But um, I think we'll probably, with Joker War ending, um, we only get one more issue of three Jokers. Yep. So fucking catastrophic. Um, so with all that stuff wrapping up, I, I think we're going to probably have to pick up our death metal coverage and with the next couple issues and tie-ins and things like that just to, to keep us afloat until this future end thing comes out in December. Um, well, but, I think just because it, it, it does depend on what happens in, yes. in metals. Yeah, so. and, and the way that goes, and like I said, metals has been good. I can't, I can't say I've, I've not liked metals. I've liked all the tie-ins. Like I said, that that Flash Metals book by Joshua Williamson was definitely a great swan song for him. Um, and I actually haven't got to read Flash from this last week, which was the first issue that hasn't been written by Josh Williamson in like six years. So. Um, but that pretty much wraps up everything for Hot Off the Press. Yep. Uh, I mean, we, we covered start to finish what we were interested in. So yep. um, if there's anything you guys didn't hear us cover, any books, um, like I said, I'm I'm trying for Marvel. I really am. I, every week I'm looking at, at, at the lineup to see what's coming out. And like, I don't know. I think maybe Marvel needs a hard restart before I can jump right back into a book. Um, I'm paying attention to Spider-Man right now. Uh, I know the number issue number 50 just came out and it's the start of some series they've been building to. So I'm hoping maybe after f- this arc gets done, I can jump into Spider-Man. I, I like Spider-Man. I don't mind. I mean, of all the characters, I don't mind him. Um, but like we, Charlie said, we, we are definitely going to cover the Wolverine story. Just if not for anything, just because of Jorge Fornes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the art looks good. Yeah. I mean, he, he, he's my, like I said, he's my, one of my favorite artists. I love his style. So, I'll support whatever he does, regardless of the brand. Um, but uh, make sure you guys, obviously, this is this is out on New Comic Book Day. We've been pushing it a lot on our Instagram and social media accounts. Go out and support your local comic shops, man. Um, a lot of these bigger name stores, the Midtowns, things like that, they you know they have a lot of the good books. You know, Amazon, all the big box stores that you can get books through sometimes. Go out and support your local shop. Go in there, make a relationship, build some stuff with the guys that are working there. They're they're in it for the right reasons. 
Um, and obviously you're helping support somebody's family by doing so. So make sure you guys go out there and support the local shops or over the course of the week on new comic book day, go out on the weekends, whatever you can. Um, it's a good time. Like I said, you know, I take my, my daughter and Charlie takes his kids. It's a great place because kids are always welcome. Oh yeah. You're always looking for places where you know you can take your kids and they're not going to be a burden. Comic shops love kids because kids are future customers. Just, you know, watch them around the, the, the stuff that, you know, has a couple extra zeros attached to the yeah, end exactly. <laughs> because there's a there's in, like in comics closet there's like one like one spot in the store where it's like nothing but statues and i'm just on edge the yeah. whole time <laughs> but yeah like i said it's and and i and you'll start seeing that from us more and more often we we you know when we started this obviously you know we were getting our footing and i think our message is smart support your small businesses obviously we talk a lot of big business we talk a lot of dc we talk a lot of marvel we talk a lot of entertainment but go out there and support your small your small shops and and you know when you see a comic shop you've never been to stop into it the worst that comes the worst is you just find a bunch of books covered in dust right. and if best thing best case scenario you find a book that's worth some money that maybe they don't have priced and you can walk away with a steal you or know or, or you, you find a new shop that you yeah. actually like going to. Exactly. So, um, But uh, like I said, you can. I mentioned our social medias. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We are all on, now on all forms of social media under the at of DGI Podcast. Um, we are actually now on TikTok as well. Uh, I know that you, if you're a father listening to this you're probably like what the fuck you know what's but a, what's a tiktok we're trying obviously trying to grow our brand we're trying to grow our foothold in in the marketplace and as of right now tiktok seems to be absolutely booming mm-hmm. um so like i said we're 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 dissimulating our information doing our stuff all through all these social medias um give us a follow um instagram is probably our most active but everything we post to instagram goes to facebook we also have a facebook group for all our members and and listeners um where you can interact with us um charlie does a pretty good job of pushing everything from our page to the the group um but obviously the page and group are all linked on facebook so yep um anything else no man i'm good all right uh we'll wrap it up then all right man hit our music